For the WRAM Noon Ag Hour, I'm Kaylee Foster, and today I'm joined with Kelly Estes. She is the State Survey Coordinator for the Cooperative Agriculture Pest Survey. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Loving the warm weather we've been having. It is so nice out, and it makes for some great days for us as we get rolling on our summer insect surveys and the interns are coming in and there's just so much going on. So we're loving it. What kind of surveys are you doing now? So um, we have lots of different surveys going on. Uh, My role here at the university is actually twofold. I uh, coordinate invasive species surveys with the Illinois Department of Ag and USDA APHIS PPQ. And then I also do a lot of Um, agricultural um, crop um, insect surveys as well. That's kind of a mouthful, sorry. Um, (laughs) But my background is in um, agricultural entomology, so I love being able to do those type of surveys. Um, We do trapping um, both in the spring and in the summer for um, different pests throughout the state. And then we have our invasive species surveys, things Um, that are uh, new and incoming to not only our agricultural commodities, but things like orchards and vineyards, and then surveying pathways on how invasives can be introduced. And then we have corn and soybean surveys where we travel the state and um, are monitoring different pests that are in corn and soybeans, um, endemic pests, as well as uh, keeping it out for new things um, like dectostem borer and um, soybean gall midge for example. And I know following you on Twitter, that's kind of how I found you, was the black cutworm is one of those that you have been keeping an eye out. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're looking for there? Yeah, so each spring we have a, uh, a network of cooperators that monitor traps for black cutworm and true armyworm across the state. And black cutworm is a migratory insect that um, moves in from the south um, quite frequently on um, storm fronts that are moving in. Um, And so the goal of that program is to monitor flights um, as they move into different parts of the state. And then we have our cooperators keep track of the number of moths that are caught each night. And from those numbers, we can determine when a significant flight happens and then use those numbers with um, degree day accumulations to project when potentially larvae will be in fields and big enough to be cutting plants. So at this time of year, we're wrapping down that spring trapping season Be um, here at the end of May. And what we've determined through all of our different counts is when potential cutting may be occurring. And so throughout much of the state here, um, last week and this week, we're entering a time frame where we would expect uh, black cutworm uh, larvae to be in the field and potentially feeding. Um, And so we've been trying to get word out and encourage people to be scouting potentially susceptible fields and then also um, sorting through some information that's coming in. We get reports from different growers or um, uh, industry professionals that have shared, you know, we're seeing maybe some feeding. Uh, We saw, heard about some feeding in western Illinois last week. Towards the end of last week also I had a report of Uh, cutworms feeding around the Peoria area as well. So uh, we like to to give growers a heads up on what's going on in their fields. 
And when you're scouting for this cutworm, what is some advice that you have for the farmers out there? So we're encouraging growers to get out and uh, take a look at their fields. Typical black cutworm injury is going to vary by um, the size of <laughs> or instar of the, the cutworm that's in the field. Early instars are going to um, are smaller, so their feeding is smaller. It looks like little pinhole feeding on the leaves, and as they get bigger, they actually will cut plants off at the base, which is um, very indicative of their name of being a cutworm. So you're looking for cut plants, damaged plants, maybe plants that have been tried to been cut and pulled towards um, a, a clot of dirt or something like that. Um, we we started this segment talking about how nice it is, and it's actually heating up quite rapidly. So during the middle of the day, you're probably not going to see black cutworm out feeding um, when it's really hot and sunny. Early in the morning, later um, in the afternoon, early evening, as temperatures cool down, you're more apt to see them actively feeding. Otherwise, you're going to need to be searching um, underneath uh, residue or underneath uh, clods of soil to see if they're there. Yeah, and I know in our area we had some farmers that were able to get out into their fields and planting earlier than they typically would. So we're seeing some of that crop come out a little bit faster than maybe it would in the past. Has that had any impact on any of your surveys that you've been conducting? We tend to see later planted crops more susceptible um, to black cutworm feeding. Also, areas that would be more susceptible would be... um, fields that had grassy weeds present um, shortly before planting, those would have been more um, attractive, I guess, for moths to lay their eggs uh, there. So things maybe even where you had lots of winter annuals present before planting, or even um, if you had a cover crops uh, that provides a nice grassy area that moths like to lay eggs. But overall, um, though we're looking at smaller corn plants, uh, emergence to V5 would be probably most susceptible. Um, and, we, you know, we do have lots of uh, BT corn trait packages that offer suppression for black cutworm, and those can be quite effective. However, there are times where they could be less effective uh, when we have heavy infestations of black cutworm or even um, later stage larvae. Um, so some of those fourth instars um, could uh, be a little bit more, put a little more pressure on some of those traded uh, corn packages. And Kelly, as we wrap up May and start heading into June, July, August, what are some pests that we should be keeping in the back of our mind and looking out for? Well, two of them that I've been checking degrees on fairly, degree days on fairly regularly is Japanese beetle emergence um, in Western Illinois has uh, been a hot spot for Japanese beetle over recent years. So I've been monitoring that um, when we start seeing those first Japanese beetles coming out here in the coming weeks. And then um, corn rootworm hatch should be starting here um, shortly as well. I did have uh, someone send me a a text yesterday that I I saw my first lightning bug. And so we start thinking about um, cotton trees shedding or um, lightning bugs as um, indicators of rootworm hatch. And while we aren't quite there with degree days, um, we could start seeing 
um, rootworm hatch happening very soon, and it could be happening in, in some areas right now. Well, Kelly, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Well, I feel like I've done a whole lot of talking today, so <laughs> I covered a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we'll have uh, crews out this summer doing surveys. If you, if you see us, feel free to stop and, and chat with us. And if you ever have any questions, you're more than uh, welcome to reach out uh, via email at kcook8 at illinois.edu, or um, you can find us on social media at, at Illinois Pest Survey, IL Pest Survey. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. Again, that's Kelly Estes. She is the State Survey Coordinator for the Cooperative Agriculture Pest Survey on the WRAM Noon Ag Show. I'm Kaylee Foster.